I'm hitting there he is. hitting record now. Now. Me too. I hit record before I accept the call. Why? Every time. Why? Add 20 minutes trying to line the tracks up. <laughs> just to just to piss you off. No, as soon as it starts to ring, record. That's all well, I know. That's not as bad. How you boys been? It's been I've not seen you all in a while. Shut up. <laughs> I had to look up. What are we, I hate you. What are we even talking about tonight? I had to go back. Yeah, this is one of those like moments where I, I watched it a month ago. Now that I'm like going over the notes, I was like, "What happened in this thing?" You better have something good, Jared. Why is this on me? What did I do? Because you're the one who stopped us from talking about Nazis on MLK Day. Yeah. What a jerk. Ed Leland, Linda Voss. 90 words a minute, bilingual dictation, and speaks German with the accent of a Berlin butcher's wife. Lethal combination. Mm. Could you stand up and turn around, please? Why should I do that? It's an observation test. Well, I'll take it sitting down. What I was going to ask you to do is stand up, turn around, and close your eyes and tell me everything you see in the room. Pictures of sailboats and polo ponies, fancy books and diplomas, stuffed fish on the wall. And a couple of guys from Harvard who are surprised that a girl who needs a job won't be treated like a slave. Are you always like this? For a woman who dares to speak her mind... The German language is very specific. Unless, of course, this is all just some kind of code, in which case you should just tell me. For a man who isn't what he seems... You're a spy, Mr. Leland. And you've seen too many movies, Miss Voss. Enough to know a spy when I see one. Love happened at the wrong time. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air. Overnight, the world changed. That man put his life on the line, which is more than anybody in this room is about to do. Now, they have to risk everything. I know the codes, I know the network, I know the whole operation. Linda, you are a secretary, you are not a spy. I will quit if you don't let me go. I'll miss you. I will, damn it! You know what you're getting yourself into, Linda? Yeah. I'll meet you in two weeks. Eyes down, say nothing. I'm trying not to look like a spy. What happened to the replacement? The replacement is lost in Berlin. Get her the hell out of there. Go away, or you'll kill us all. Michael Douglas, Melanie Griffith. I want you on that train. I can't come out now. Shining through. I'm going by the schedule. <laughs> I do as I'm told, like a good Nazi uh, that I got to watch. Okay. <laughs> it's my heritage. I can't help it. That's I where thought I'm you from. were from Liverpool. Oh, straight out of Abbey Road. <laughs> 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 well, we're off to a good start here. What are we yeah, doing? We're talking about somebody. Well, we're of course airing out grievances about uh, people who can't yeah. defend themselves. Previous co-host Josh, with a name like Dotson, is of course Dotson. <laughs> <laughs> Beatlemania. That's his heritage, yeah. according to him. We're talking about uh, Shining Through. There are Nazis in it, I suppose. Jared, do you have the good Nazi in front of you? Is Liam Neeson the good Nazi in this movie? He turned it around eventually in another movie, so yes. <laughs> oh, he made up for his sins. He's more like the dumb Nazi here, isn't he? You're talking about Oscar He's a lonely Schindler. Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's uh, lonely, even a Nazi every now and then. Let me get some numbers out of the way, just to provide a little context here. Uh, Stat boy, give it to yeah, us. Yeah, because um, I have a feeling uh, what we're going to say uh, about Shining Through is uh, 
never heard of it. Uh, Hyro myself, having watched it a month ago, struggling to remember. Uh, I do have my Zoom background. Side boob. That's, that's it, what, right? That's what I had <laughs> saved on my phone when I went to check my notes on this. Uh, was hmm. There was side boob. Shining Through opened uh, third. I believe it was the only wide release um, the weekend of January 31st. 1992, and uh, can you all take a guess what was still top dog at that point? Cuffs. <laughs> Jesus. Cuffs uh, was 12th that weekend behind Free Jack and Juice. Juice. Which we covered. Lovingly. Uh, the uh, number one was uh, in its fourth weekend, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, still, was actually up, up 1.4% from its prior weekend back when, uh, well, I don't know, I guess it's kind of the same now, Hyro. Since there's no new releases during uh, pandemic time, I guess we have to get used to this. Spider-Man being the top dog every week until we die or Batman comes yeah, out. Yeah, my wife is actually going out of town uh, to see her family in a couple weeks. And I'm kind of scrolling through sure. and Spider-Man is still fucking Ooh. there. Um, my closest theater decided to do renovations on half their screens, mm. which there's nothing fucking out. So, sure. Timing. Go ahead. Um. Jared, you tell us. You're the expert on Shining no. Through since you just watched it. What's this about? <laughs> the world's worst spy. <laughs> Michael <Goes> Douglas? <laughs> no. No, Melanie uh, Griffith is the world's worst spy. Is she spy. the worst? She's successful in her mission. I mean, how's she the worst? She befuddles her way through Germany fall, falling strudel, upwards. Baby. In... <laughs> Taste that fucking yeah, strudel. That's tr- I, I have that as a notice. Her fucking sales pitch is a, a strudel pastry. Yeah. Okay, that's all. Does that all it takes? Some undercooked chicken. Was it a chicken? I was going to say, Jared, that I thought you were talking about Michael Douglas because he is the spy that she is going to do clerical work for. And as soon as she meets him, she's like, "Hey, you're a spy, right? So whatever he's doing, not Doesn't effective." <laughs> you know, his his entire shtick at the end of the movie is wearing something around his neck and just being like a well, handing people a card that says, I can't say anything. Sorry. <laughs> oh, war injury. I uh, ate some bad pussy. Uh, I can't speak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah Michael nice. Douglas. <laughs> Playing the hits. I bet you he didn't do that for Melanie Griffith here. Not in that time period, Jared. Erroneous. No, that didn't happen. Nasty. Not in the 1940s. You don't do that in the 1940s. Put your mouth there. Disgusting. When did that happen, Hiro, since you lived it? What was the origin of this? <laughs> the origin of these events or the origin of Cunnilingus? You know what I'm interested in. He wants to know how you felt whenever they bombed Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to be I gotta, I gotta understand what's happening. How angry were you? <laughs> I mean, you heard my thoughts on the previous episode on Juice about the uh, unshorn. I mean, you go back even further to the 40s, and you've got uh, not only unshorn, but I think more time between bathing. So I don't know if... Daniel Day-Lewis style. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you got to pour the bath and all that shit. But you had servants then, right? Does Melanie Griffith's non-cooking ass have a servant? Or do, or is she taking three dates between showers with a fur burger the size of a Jesus basketball? Sorry, come on, that's that was, hey, what? Hey, ease we up gotta, a little bit. It's a family well, show. You asked. NBA whistle. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> Technical 
foul. God. God damn. See, this is Michael over here drawing the charge. You know, he leads me in, leads me in, and then backs the defender away. Jesus, Grayson Allen here when it comes to erotic talk. Good God. Easy. Calm yourself. I'm still sore about that. <clears throat> Isn't he suspended for game, his uh, yeah. terrible behavior? I just called you the whitest NBA player currently <laughs> and and the and the sad thing is i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> and what he did <laughs> I, I guess it was white on uh, white crime there the worst crusoe's <laughs> i mean right i mean probably number two right behind you know you know the holocaust is that <laughs> sure Access information was his close relationship to head dresser wife of horse dresser a social climbing young Nazi who ingratiates himself to his superiors by hosting elegant dinner parties in his beautiful home. A home which was appropriated from one of the finest Jewish families in Berlin. Excuse me. May I ask you where the first course is? We have been seated for 15 minutes. I'm sorry, Herr Drescher. The soup is ready right now. It's supposed to be cold cucumber soup. Um, we serve it hot in Dusseldorf. The doves aren't cooked yet? The doves we serve cold. I have an issue with Melanie Griffiths. I guess we're introduced to her character where instead of being incredibly grateful that her family escaped... Nazi Germany, all she dreams about is going back to save her relatives, which seems implausible as much as her strudel gets her this assignment to become uh, James There's some Bond. difficulties. You're saying... Yeah. So let, me, let me paraphrase what you're saying. Uh-huh. You're saying, look, Toots, isn't, isn't it good enough that two of you got out? Don't worry about the other six that are still stuck behind? Well, correct me if I'm wrong. And I guess Hiro's not the one to, to do that since <laughs> we watched this a month ago. But she never lived it, right? She's just hearing about this from her family. So it's kind of like the uh, – I mean, uh, Hiro, you were in the military. Uh, so I guess you, you had guys that committed. But Jared and I come from a very small redneck town. There's always these guys that's like – if someone came in and shot up the place, I'd tell you what I'd do. And always talking a big game. There was a little bit of that element with, like, teenage or, I guess, you know, young 20-something Melanie Griffith. Like the Proud Boys. Put the kid on, march kind around of, and shit. Kind of, I mean, she actually, I guess, succeeds. But I don't know. It was just – it was a little bit uh, – a little bit much to deal with. Just as being a means of introduction to her character. Mark Wahlberg shit. There wouldn't have been no 9-11 yes, if I would have been yes, on that plane. Yes, yes. There we it. go. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. Um – I do like Jared bringing up that Michael Douglas is playing a uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker where he hands people a card to tell him his ailments. <laughs> I didn't know that was spycraft. Like, I laugh inappropriately. <laughs> Just ignore me, Nazis. It's fine. <laughs> say, you've crafted a really crazy character for your spy, boy. Oh, I can't speak. Here's my card. Like, you think you're going to get through, like, the entirety of Nazi Germany? Like, uh... I don't know. It's just insanity. She, Quentin Tarantino she, told me you just put on like a really bad redneck uh, Italian accent and everything works out. Journal. Exactly. Journal. <laughs> <laughs> it works out just fine. She she fails just as much though. I mean, her she fucks up the purse thing in front of a Nazi. She cooks the food incorrectly. She's lucky she wasn't taken out in the alley and shot for <laughs> cooking the dinner wrong. Is that because she's Melanie Griffith? Is this the one time where someone is... So incredibly good looking, it works for the plot. Is she? 
Is she no, incredibly your, good looking? We know your thoughts yeah. about Melanie Griffith. Are you insane? Being in the, being in the uh, whoa, military. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm insane for questioning it? Don't go by recent IMDb picture, which is what you tend to do. Even though you watch the movie itself, you're like, well, look what she looks like now. The Crypt Keeper. Terrible. I remember this. I remember you decrying Angelina Jolie because she looks a little bit rougher now. I can appreciate history. Melanie Griffith was a good yeah. lady in that movie. Huh? No, for Hyro. I, I mean, she's I, again. I, I hate to bring up Mickey Rourke again. You know what I mean? Mickey Rourke's going to take a beating in '92 if we keep talking about uh, how they looked back then and how they look well, now. Because but that's what we're talking this about. Is the era of like carving yourself up. Yeah, but I mean, does that uh, negate uh, how he looked in Diner when he was uh, young and pre, I guess, amateur boxing career? Also, she's a good-looking woman. I will. I will. I also let that. Jared slide. Is she good looking enough for like Schindler to just completely ignore that she is a complete like yes. a complete buffoon? Yes, she that good looking. Yes, Jared. You really think she's that good looking? I wouldn't kick her out, no sir. I mean, I, you wouldn't kick Schindler out. I mean, hey, you know, hey. you're not exactly Captain. Jared selective. is uh, <laughs> proud of his heritage. He, he also said, "I let that slip because I was letting you explain yourself." That Jared said that he knows his history as his background as Nazi flags. She's fine. She's good enough for Schindler. She's good enough for me. So, Hiro, this is one of the like all time dynasties of hotness that you're attacking. It's Tippy Tippy Hedren oh, to Melanie Griffith to yes. uh, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson, Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah, no, good jeans. I'm Team Dakota. Jared, you know good stock when you see it. Pretty background. <laughs> good yeah. blonde Aryan stock. I know a few things about <laughs> eugenics. Sure, <laughs> you gotta breed them right. <laughs> <laughs> Jared this is taking up his new career putting himself out the stud they might have some messed up eyes but they'll be thick boy they'll be, they be some thick boy nail pattern baldness he's got too much testosterone Sorry. yeah could be no is no could <laughs> When it comes to films, there are critic reviews, there are user reviews, and then there's Letterboxd. Shining Through A love story involving a man and a woman uh, and shooty boys. Probably good. Wasn't paying attention. Review by Guy Fliegman. Three stars. Melanie Griffith is the original Donnie Brasco. Review by PTA. Three stars. This film is fucking crazy. In both screenwriting sense and its meaning. Plus, lack of substance. I don't know how the fuck they were aiming for awards recognition, but be a shit. Dream high, I guess. Review by Is Math Related to Science? One and a half stars. Wow, shocked by the bad reviews for this, lol. 
I will admit she is probably the worst spy ever, but come on! It was enjoyable, tense, amazing production, and come on, the finale! Loved it! What if you buy... Uh... 1ZZY6L... Izzy6L... Ugh... Four stars. Disney Plus. Review by Gabriel Loeb. Five stars. This movie is like one of those sandwiches where, where the bread is better than the filling. Can you guess the bread in this one? That's right. Michael effing Douglas. He steals the show in the beginning with a patented Michael Douglas bang and then... A little nod to MacGruber himself talks about getting a throat rip in. Then the middle slogs on for a little while and Liam Neeson is a needle dick Nazi. But then Ed Leland, that throat ripping son of a bitch, shows back up with not one, but two superhuman feats of strength. Had me standing up and clapping at the end. Review by Ben. Three stars. I hadn't contacted Webb to give us some uh, of his voice of letterbox. This would be the time where I would hit that on the soundboard. Like, okay, let's let's just move on to the next thing. <laughs> See, does he actually listen to? The, does Webb listen to the podcast? Oh no, I don't even think so. he knows what he's being asked to read because I, I send him oh, okay. the letterbox reviews. I'm like, hey, here's yeah. some funny ones, and he just you know like a pro, a broadcaster. He just he's reads just following orders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jared. <laughs> there he is, man. Like Jared is here to tonight to make a full case for Nazism. Like, just do what you're told. Look, everybody gets a bad rap. <clears throat> so that's what happened there. They got a bad rap. Well, it's 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 um you know we all have differences in <laughs> the way we think the world should go. <laughs> Jared standing back and standing by. All right, Jared. Uh, let's get into spoiler territory. Yeah. Uh, since you're on that, that subject here. I doubt anyone cares about shining through. Uh, is this one that mm. fell off the truck for all of us? I can't remember at this point. I actually rented mm. this. So yeah, I think I rented it as well. Hmm. How did I watch it? Did I just not share the the spoils of the internet with you all? Or maybe did I pay for this? It's been so long. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't remember. Uh, with the side boop, I'm going to say Cinemax because that's what the yeah. uh, the next week's show will be. Final analysis was a Cinemax watch uh, that I also did not resubscribe to. But if you care, spoiler alert for this film that what does this have on Rotten Tomatoes? Does anyone have this up? I let me hit the back here. Uh, 41% from critics, 73% of the audience like it though. Curi- it's, curious. it's curious that it even has 5000 ratings from the audience. I would not I would think this would be a totally forgotten kind of Movie star Puff Piece. 70 for, uh, 73% cinema score, that's what's happening here? Or the audience score? Mm-hmm. Yeah, only 17 critics Almost reviews. three out of four. Jesus. Wow. Honestly, I, I, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was it was dumb and silly, but it's not it, 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 it's not love crimes bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not also not bad. love crimes good, though, either. Fair enough. <laughs> I agree with you there. I'm, I'm team Michael right here. I will <laughs> tell you that if we're going to take a serious note here from a movie making perspective, I hated that they bring her out 
in the beginning, and then you're going to try and create some sort of uh, mm. tension here yes. as the movie goes along. Like, mm-hmm. we know she's alive, motherfucker. Like, don't. I, I hate Especially it. in old makeup or young makeup or yeah, high, whichever like, direction Melanie's going. She, I'm not sure. She but. obviously survives, so. I'll, I mean, I'll take the bait on Hyro. <laughs> she, she looks better in 1992 in old makeup than what we actually got. How about that? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Fair. Did you guys see the Matrix, the new Matrix thing? I've not, no. I listened to your episode on Jada Pinkett's uh, performance as <laughs> grumpiest old man, uh, and I agree with those, <laughs> the characterization of her. But she was always terrible, right? She always kind of Yeah, sucked. she's always a bad actress, but it, but it's th- there was a one-to-one comparison to be had here with her, Melanie Griffith's old lady impersonation with Jada Pinkett's old lady impersonation. I usually tend to think that um, – Whenever they do this with a younger actor, they, I mean, Jared can probably come out swinging on this. Uh, rarely are they ever bald, uh, just gray yeah. hair, uh, maybe some yeah. like wrinkle makeup around the eyes, um, the crow's feet. And that's usually the extent of it. That's about it. Wrinkled in their hair. So you're saying you wanted Melanie Griffith to, you know, commit and bald herself up for this? Have like the Homer Simpson top? That would have ruled. <laughs> 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 Jared, sure Jared would find another fetish strangely late in life mm. this film what would be the problem with just casting a different actress what about that what's what's the problem here just pull a saving private Ryan well even ha- cast a different actress and have it look like somebody that she was like friends with or something telling the story about her friend or I, I don't know anything so you're really like. going saving private Ryan you want like a misdirect as far as yeah, she's telling misdirect the story. me do whatever you gotta do but like just having it plain fact like i survived and here's my story like all the tension you build up like i know yeah she's she's gonna make it through so they seem to be pushing all their chips in on the table that we give a shit on whether or not michael douglas lives that seems to be less but but he's missing for long stretches of this he's there to kind of he and then he shows up with another woman (laughs) like hyra would better looking woman (laughs) okay initially i was wanting to get Jared's input, since that's the that's the bent he's on, as he's he's reaching out to the uh, the alt right <laughs> on this episode. What did you think on the uh, Grayson Allen? Was it Steve Blake? Is that who he attacked midair? That's we're really gonna lose movie movie uh, podcast listeners with our NBA talk. But who, the, Alex uh, no, Alex Caruso. Caruso. Okay, there we yeah. go. Another short, balding white white dude. They all look the same. Balding, yes. They all look the same. But having we all look here. the same. I know. <laughs> What did you make? We differentiate them from the jump shot of the white on white crime here, Jared. With and I guess mm. last spoiler warning for shining through uh, the betrayal of another uh, blonde, uh, beautiful, I guess Aryan mm. product in Jolie Richardson. Extremely good looking. So woman. you take her over Melanie Griffith? Oh yeah. Hmm. Jolie Richardson. Gotcha. How did she age, Hiro? Now, we'll let Jared take the white on white crime, but give us give us an update on her looks. Jared, what what'd you make of this particular betrayal? Uh, I you know, it's probably one of the few twists in the movie that you know cat it's a surprise. So. Fight. Cat fight. A little disappointing. Oh, yeah. well, the way it actually turns ripped, out. You know, as a cat fight enthusiast, you could have ripped some more clothes or had a few more or titty pops out. Or you know, titty <laughs> flops out or ass cheek, you know, gets slapped inadvertently and then they start making out. <laughs> <laughs> This fight's got me so hot. <laughs> <laughs> so how does uh, 
Miss Jolie Richardson. Scripts for a vixen video. Wait, this is not this is not the one that passed away from the skiing accident, right? That's the other Richardson. Natasha Richardson died of it. That's uh, Liam. Liam. uh, What's his next husband? I didn't want to speak uh, ill of the dead, but Pyro (laughs) just kind of did that, you know, with the 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 grieving uh, widower. Uh, Miss Jolie Richardson, how she look in twenty twenty two, Pyro? She's ten years younger than. than uh old what's his name and so she's she's she hasn't quite hit, how much uh, the, scarecrow how much younger technical yeah, how much younger podcast. is she than your senile mind Tyro? how old is your brain right. she's 11 years older than me so we got all yeah, the information no, in front of us now who's his watches <laughs> what's his nuts I, i've seen the damn thing and i'm like who the fuck are you talking about <laughs> Because <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna call her. Uh, I already forgot. I was gonna call her Mickey Rourke again, but I totally dropped. <laughs> forgot his name. God, is Mickey Rourke in a movie from 1992? Are we covering? Because are you like building up like your attacks on this man? He, he's just like the poster boy for just too much surgery, right? There's Mickey Rourke, and there's that lady who tried to make herself into a cat. Right there, somewhere in between, is where Melanie Griffith resides. I'm looking really quickly because yeah, oh yeah, he's in White Sands uh, coming up April this year with Willem Dafoe, <clears throat> who honestly hasn't really aged that badly. Would you agree, Hiro? No, and are we talking about the MIDB picture that we're looking at? I guess I was just going off of Spider Man. He he kind of looked like the same. I mean, Willem Dafoe has kind of got that Michael Shannon thing where he's always going to look kind of unhinged. So, but other than that, pretty much the same. Yeah, he's kind of been. Stuck in Sim and Sin City for the last twenty years. As far as this movie we're supposed to be talking about, I kind of—I hate to say this—I kind of agree with Hyro. Although it is very forgettable, uh, I was surprised at how um, negative the reviews were. Eighteen hundred tomorrow night. I want you on that train. Thank you. Six o'clock, Linda. If you're not there, I have to leave without you. Melanie Griffith is a secretary who becomes a spy alongside Michael Douglas in Shining Through, one of the new movies we'll be reviewing this week on Siskel and Ebert. And we'll also take a look at the career of Sean Young, the actress whose controversial new film is Love Crimes. I'm Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times. Yeah, I think they've been picking on Sean Young too much, and we're going to talk about that. Okay. I'm Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune, and our first film is called Shining Through, an old-fashioned World War II melodrama that is a better love story than a fighting the Nazis espionage story. The best part of the film is the opening verbal byplay between would-be employee Melanie Griffith and her tough, mysterious boss-to-be, Michael Douglas. You stand up and turn around, please. Why should I do that? Because you want the job, and I asked you to. It's a test I like to give. Well, I'll take it sitting down. Griffith, of course, is hired, and in a 1940s version of Working Girl, she becomes a great employee, figuring out that her boss is a spy for America. How do you know all these things? I might be a better spy than you are. Where Shining Through goes wrong is when Griffith, the daughter of a Jewish father, decides she wants to spy on the Nazis, too, some corny dialogue here. I want you to taste my strudel, the way my grandmother taught me to make it, and my apple compote. She taught me to cook German style, the way my grandfather likes it. And I could cook for 50 if I had to. Five courses, the way they do it in Berlin. 
And on nights when they didn't have people over, I could bring tea and strudel up to the dresher's study and put a little schnapps in the tea so that Horst and Hedda would get tired and could retire early and I could be left alone in the study to clean up. This is not about you and me, damn it. I want to do something important with my life. Eventually, she does go to Germany, and in scene after scene that seems false, she worms her way into the Nazi high command, working as a nanny. That try my strudel line with is uh, really kind of silly. The problem is, it doesn't work anymore, I don't think, to make a melodrama about World War II in general and the Nazis in particular. We know too much about that era. A movie without some real bite on those subjects can really come across as trivial. Now, I did like the chemistry between Michael Douglas and Melanie Griffith, so I guess what I felt at the end of Shining Through is a wish to see these two actors cast one more time together, but in a much more substantial movie. You know, I kept trying to tell myself it was only a movie and I should try to enjoy it and suspend my disbelief a little bit. But how many, just as a general question, Gene, I don't know if you have an answer for this or not, how many times do you think an English-speaking spy could go into Nazi Germany and come out again by the ploy of pulling out a card saying wounded war veteran can't speak and yeah. pointing at a blood-stained bandage around his throat. Yeah. How many times do you think that would work before somebody would catch you? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about yeah. where this period of time, you, you can't play at this light? Yeah, it's not, it, it's not dinner parties and uh, serving the soup at the wrong temperature and, and be, being fired as the cook and then being hired as a nanny. You know, last week you were complaining that nobody would have hired that nanny in the hand that rocks the cradle yeah. without a better interview. How much better chance do you think that a complete stranger would have of becoming the nanny to a top Nazi officer who lets her walk around the house while he has all the rocket plans in yeah. the basement? Pretty slim chance, I think. Yeah, yeah it's not very likely. Yes. Ebert like, called it like one of the dumbest things, like dumb characters, like dumb plotting. <laughs> I will quote Ebert. This is our old friend, the idiot plot. All the way, you know, where the movie would be over in 10 minutes if everyone in it weren't an idiot maybe i don't know i i mean i thought it was it was fine i, I would i would differ, differentiate i didn't think people were that dumb i just think it was a bit and the situation is parts. yeah but once they're in that situation it seems like all the characters <laughs> all of them are relatively dumb um i would attack the thing is like the holocaust is like it, it the, that holocaust and that time frame are like filled with <laughs> careful um easy ways of building tension but they just, like, muck it up here. It just becomes this dumb thing. Cairo is not a white man. I just want to put that out there for the listeners. So he's excused. Really? You didn't get that by my name? <laughs> Lots of Hyros walking around like sitting in Tucky. Well, there goes, playing the banjo. Gyro again. <laughs> Talk about you got a purdy mouth. <clears throat> I would say that the uh, the only... Stupid element for me maybe is the, uh, you know, I'll just go back to, I guess, uh, Perv Row, uh, the cat fight. Because if <laughs> Jolie Richardson really does plan to turn on Melanie Griffith, why does she feel the need to uh, go, I guess, handle herself? She goes outside, makes a phone call, and she still comes in to be yeah. the executioner. I don't think that's plausible, really. Uh, it's the whole James Bond thing. She's got to come in and explain, oh, I was a double mm -hmm. agent, and now you know, and the pain will be even greater. Why don't you just cap her in the back of the head while she's like, here, I got the I've film. I've got sharks with lasers <laughs> on their heads. I mean, <laughs> bam, over. It's kind of, this is a weird comparison. I remember when uh, Attack of the Clones came out, arguing with 
a guy because he's like master yoda would never have cause to actually be in a lightsaber fight he's way too powerful to ever like demean himself do such thing i'm like yeah but it looks cooler it looks cooler if two blondes are fighting each other two hot blondes who cares slap the table we will all agree here yeah um you'll never hear me dissent on (laughs) two women fighting (laughs) but play some jazz music oh yeah let me get my bass guitar out we can make it real nice (laughs) yeah slowly rip the clothes off (laughs) I know those fabrics weren't as strong in 1940s Germany. <laughs> and somehow recast Angela White into the into the mix. Jesus. So I do my biggest with 11 guys, and it's it was an unforgettable experience. Uh, an incredible group of guys just ravaging me with double, double, triple penetration, the works, all covering me. With and then I do my biggest blow ever, which um, is, I mean, arguably the nastiest scene I've ever done because it's it's 13 guys, 16. I get them all to come in a wine glass and I, I, I swirl it around and I sniff it and I, I put it in my mouth and I gargle it all and I gulp it all down in, in one in one gulp. So it's it's really it's disgusting and and I'm reveling in that disgust. I'm just now looking at my notes and I, I took some racist shots at Hyro that I forgot to put in here. Uh, one is this podcast, I, surely not. <laughs> I understand the pain of the documentary producer trying to get Hyro to speak English. Is what I put. <laughs> no, I saw that. I, I saw that in the shared notes. Thank you. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I don't either. It's that. been so long, Hyro. I'm just like, yeah, hmm, whatever. Sure. Uh, I do have a pretty consistent theme here that I guess because I did not see Michael Douglas fuck enough in this uh, because he's he's a uh, coos hound in this time period. Uh, you go as he should be. Not knocking it. Uh, we we have Basic Instinct coming up almost a month later, month and a half. Uh, you have uh, Disclosure, which we've mentioned for some reason on last year's uh, podcast, even though I think it was a '94 movie or '95. I think that Jared was talking about how. It's full bullshit that that uh, anybody would believe him. That uh, he tried to fight off Demi Moore. Mm. I mean, uh, I've seen the movie and it's kind of mixed. I don't know. I don't know if we can That's make it peak Demi Moore right there. That is, that is her apex. That is her nature. Is it because she sexually assaults someone? No, it's because like she is. You know, we all reach a certain point where we are at our apex of looks. And there's a little bit before working our way up. It's pretty good. It's a little bit after where you're still kind of good. But there's that one point right there, that, that little small window of time where we are at our peak, So where was it for? Which I have lived at for the last 10 years. But uh, the oh, here we go. There. Trent from Swingers. Oh, um, yeah. I can't understand you. Speak English. Um, <laughs> where was Melanie Griffiths then? You've already ta- you said this is past her peak shining through. So what, what was her Sometime in the um, 80s. Honestly, we are definitely qualified to talk on the beauty. We do this every other episode, (laughs) especially when we're bored with the movie. Working girl. Explain her value and her looks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. You know what? What's funny is I don't think I've seen a lot of Melanie Griffith. So why? Like how? I've always been very familiar with her, but I'm way more familiar with Don Johnson than I am with her. Like I was like all swinging on the Don Johnson ding dong for oh, for many years. Right. Here's, here's one of my other notes. Uh, I'm glad you led us to this. Um, I thought Michael Douglas was uh, pretty uh, effeminate in this. 
I kept thinking we were going to explain reveal. yourself. <laughs> I want to hear this. Yes. Uh, okay. So do I. Uh, let's see. Uh, he um, threatens another man by saying, uh, don't try it. I'll leave here with your Adam's apple in my pocket. That's a weird attack line to you another man. on to me, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so it was good for Roadhouse, but it's not good for this dude? Well, Swayze kind of, I don't know. He literally, isn't his, his finish move, rip the he Adam's apple doesn't. out? It's not that I'm going to leave with a piece of you in my pocket. Or is maybe Michael Douglas well, threatening to give his HPV over to him, and now he's got the throat cancer, too? I think Swayze was um, threatened with being fucked <laughs> by his opponents. So. Yeah, overall, <laughs> a fairly, fairly homoerotic movie you're going to. I'm going to rip your throat out, too, if I can. <laughs> I want you. You know, I thought you'd be bigger. That guy at the end of the bar is fucking tall, man. So you played pretty good for a blind white boy. Yeah, and I thought you'd be bigger. You know, I heard you had balls big enough to come in a dump truck, but you don't look like much to me. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, He's good. He's real good. Jerry's got like a like a big career in, in porn direction, and or at least screen, screenwriting. You know what I mean? I uh, also Michael Douglas when he waves goodbye to Melly Griffith, he does this like backwards wave, like the no look kind of wagging of the hand. Uh, I I must have missed it. I'm I'm surprised, um, considering that you went to you went to a month ago Swayze from Roadhouse as the most hetero man to ever grace the silver screen. I'm talking about ripping a dude's throat out, and you're talking about how he gave the Queen Elizabeth hand wave. One does not equate to the other, so one's going to stick to the memory a little bit better than than some effeminate flick off with the. Fingers. I think I play more of a defensive game, New Hyro. I'm just more <laughs> aware of what what could happen. I've seen sleepers. <laughs> You're the Grayson <laughs> Allen of this podcast. Oh, no. Fighting words. <laughs> Not really, dude. I'm already white. It's <laughs> <So you> can... <laughs> <laughs> an old Lucy cave I don't care. You can't make fun of me. I'm white. <laughs> Nothing you can say hurts me. <laughs> Jesus. As he jacks off in front of somebody. Lock the doors. That's all Jared had to say. He didn't really have a counter to that. He didn't shame Louis. Didn't agree with him. Just let it hang there. It's a, it's it's a moving <clears throat> bag, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Not my particular bag, but there was a. Uh, if we want to do a brief little after party uh, moment here, 
a fish market fight scene. Did you uh did, okay. did you read into that, Pyro? <sighs> more more ineptness. Super inept. One, it should it should have way freakier. But I mean, if you're gonna go there, just let's 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 have it. But again, we're talking about the spy craft, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna put in front of everybody, in front of an entire room of of German Nazis. You can start shoving paper into the fish's <laughs> mouth and then hand it to a person. I just figured that would be the siren song for Michael Douglas to show up at that fish market. His head just pops so you out. Can eat it? What? <laughs> eat it raw like uh, like Oswald Cobblepot in Batman Returns. Hashtag Derek Stewart. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> just a stray bullet. Just <laughs> here's someone I know. <laughs> He's a Batman uh, fan. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm sure he'll love this. His affinity for all things Batman is attached to the fish market <laughs> sequence. <laughs> and, and HPV and eating fish and all this bullshit. It was fine. Fine movie. That's what he had, right? It was HPV? I think it did. Not to, not to ruin our joke, but I think it came out later that it really had nothing to do with that at all. But... No, no, no. That's, Come on, that's, Mike. That's, Don't do that. Not on the air. That's Come never on. affected our jokes anyway. I mean, Let me edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Say something else about, out, like, about Derek Stewart. Yeah. What you should do is like when it comes up, just not to ruin our joke, but beep, and then just leave it at that. Derek would love Melanie Griffith 2022. <laughs> he would love that version of her. Easily. He posted a picture of um, Andy McDowell in 2022 and was like, mm. Would have to hook an IV up to me. I said, Derek, she looks like she's a fucking specter that crawled out of the attic to soften your soul out. Like, <laughs> she's decrepit. She's like the ring lady that that came out of the oh, TV. Yeah, fucking oh, disgusting. I'm not going to attack Derek for his love of white women. It's just good. Common Everybody sense. loves <laughs> white women. <laughs> but decrepit white women? Or is that is that where it... Uh... Aged. With all the, all the, yeah. Seasoned? Yeah, seasoned in their whiteness. <laughs> Matured. <laughs> all right. I'm the milk's gone call. bad. <laughs> all right, enough of that. Stop the recordings.